Ahoy there, dead and lovely listeners, and welcome to a very special Thanksgiving mini-sode extravaganza here with your good buddy Uncle Ben, and I'm joined by my better half. Who's that lady? It's a me. Woo! We're reporting to you guys for a very special Thanksgiving mini-sode spectacular because we just come back from the theater from watching a dang old Thanksgiving 20 and 23, and we're here to give you guys our thoughts about it. I think we can mainly do this spoiler-free. I don't think we really need to get super spoilery oh, about no, it. Oh, no, absolutely. It's a black glove killer. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So there will be spoilers. Okay, all right, so maybe we'll do that. We'll, we'll try to be spoiler-free here up front and then get into the, the dirty details later on. Because I want to encourage you guys to go and see this fucking movie because we had a blast. Oh, my God, dude. So we saw the trailer for this. When was it? Before something that we saw fairly recently. And I was like, okay, this is going to be fun. And then we found was out that it, it was Blank. It's a Wonderful Life? No, I think it was something prior to that even. It's been a while since we saw a theater movie. Yeah, yeah. But we knew that we were going to go and see this and just because it looked ridiculous and fun. And obviously it's holiday themed. And I think everybody wants to blow off a little bit of steam whenever you got the holidays coming down the pike here. And this is the perfect way to do it. This was so fun. This was exactly what I wanted it to be. How about you? Oh, yeah. It was great. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, here's the thing. I feel extremely stupid now, especially as, you know, Mr. Host of a Horror Podcast, in that even whenever we saw trailers for this, I was unaware that this was basically the movie version of Eli Roth's trailer from the Grindhouse uh, movies that came out many moons ago. He did the amazing Thanksgiving trailer for that. That was in the aughts, wasn't it? Oh my god, dude! It was like, so that was long forever ago. ago. Yeah, 150 years ago, 3,000 years ago. Like I don't think it was 20 years, but it's got to be close. It's got to be close, man. And I remember watching that trailer with Grindhouse and being like, "Make this, make this movie. This is what I want to see. I want to see a ridiculous, super gory, nasty Thanksgiving oh, slasher movies. Yeah, yeah." And it's so refreshing to finally get to see this come to life, especially after we watched It's a Wonderful Knife last week, which was super disappointing. Not good at all. Yeah, spoilers for that minisode. Yeah, yeah. That movie sucks. It's not good. This might be one of the best holiday-themed slashers ever. I'll agree with that, yeah. I mean, really, there's so little for me to complain about in here. So I feel really stupid not knowing that this was a, an Eli Roth joint. Now... We, I don't think we've done any Eli Roth movies on the show. Uh, I don't think you have. I don't think so. And you and I, we're looking through his filmography. Weirdly enough, haven't really watched that many of his flicks. I mean, obviously, no. the Hostel movies and Green Inferno is what a lot of people know him from. We actually haven't watched those, and I don't know why. That was when there was a fuckload of like just torture horror yeah, it's a torture out, porn, and yeah. I'm not fucking interested in it. Yeah, that's not really my bag at all, so I wasn't super interested in seeing those, and I heard Green Inferno wasn't very great. Now, we've seen him in a bunch of stuff, in Glorious Bastards and a ton of other movies, and uh, <laughs> he's been pretty fun in some other flicks. I know Eli Roth just from Zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah, Like, totally. I don't, I couldn't tell you, like, what his actual accolades are, but I just know him as Zeitgeisty. He does interviews for, like, cult movies or directors that I love. He does cameos and a bunch of shit that I love. Like a lot of it's, commentary and stuff. Yeah. yeah. He's he's a horror nerd who I suspect might have a little bit of Nepo baby in him. 
I don't know. I don't know. But, I don't I really mean, know much about him, honestly. Only because he just doesn't have that much actually out there, but he is very pervasive in the horror community, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. So going into this, I somehow didn't know that this was that trailer turned into a movie. So I had no real expectations going into this other than I hoped that it would be fun and super fucking gory and old school 80s slasher, and it delivered on all of that stuff in spades. I had a blast with this. While the credits were rolling, we were talking about it, and if I had known it was an Eli Roth movie, I would have been more excited. Wonderful Knife really let me down. So I was like, okay, don't get your hopes up for this one. This could be another like disappointment movie. But it was fun as hell. So fun. And oh my God, they go so hard with the gore. And it is practical, and it is bloody as fuck, and the kills are super creative and ridiculous and so fun. It, I it really is absolutely it. ridiculous. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally got all the practical 80 slasher kind of kills that you would want to see in a movie like this. It is very much a part of the 80 slasher, black glove killer, American giallo kind of thing. And... One thing that really impressed me about it is that it really succeeds in getting the right tone. Like, it doesn't feel like it is trying on purpose to be a ridiculous 80s slasher where a girl runs through the woods and breaks her ankle and screams and the boom mic is in the frame. Like, it's not shitty on purpose, but it's also not super serious and dark and trying to take itself seriously. It is a hard line to toe. And I think he does it really, really well. Like it's, it stays kind of fun. Like there's just light social commentary. Like they don't go heavy handed with nah. the social commentary, mm-hmm. but it's still there. And it's just a lot. It's just like, oh, you want to see a bunch of assholes die brutally? Yes, I do. There you go. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. About the biggest into social commentary kind of stuff it gets into is the opening Black Friday uh, riot Massacre, <laughs> which is well, that was brutal. so fantastic. And you remember a couple of years ago, I think it was on a Thanksgiving night, we went and saw that Black Friday movie with like Bruce Campbell in it, and that was so disappointing. That wasn't good at all. I don't want to say that one was not good at all, but it was not very good. Snoozer, man, snoozer. Like this in the first 10 minutes of the movie with its Black Friday riot, did everything that I wanted to see in that other movie, which was the whole point of that movie. And then the actual Thanksgiving movie starts after that. Yeah. Oh my God, man. So fun. It had some good fun, like jump scare kind of stuff in there. There wasn't that many. No, not too bad. But a lot of them were like cleverly timed where when you think it was going to happen, when you think the killer was going to jump out is not when it happens. And then when it does happen, it's like fun. Cast wise, there wasn't really anybody that super stood out to me other than maybe like Gina Gershon is in here, but anybody else, I was just like, I think I know them from something else. That Everybody just looked really familiar to me. Mm-hmm. But I, I like that because you never know who's going to be the one that absolutely can't die. I don't know if that's true. Mm. Like, I would just, I mean, we are now in a post-scream world, so I don't think it's necessarily... A, no holds a, barred. Well, when you have this type of movie, like I wouldn't go see some major blockbuster and expect a well-known person to die. But like this, this type of movie is just kind of, oh, we're, we're all friends. Let's have a good time and make a slasher. 
it's kind of anything goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of those people are stars of their own stuff that I'm just not familiar with. So just because I don't know them doesn't mean a lot of other people don't recognize them. I thought that everybody did a fine job. There wasn't anybody that was like super standout shitty. Everybody seemed to have a pretty fun time with their characters. There were a lot of characters. I would say that kind of leans into one of the things I want to criticize about the movie, but it's also just kind of a a staple of the genre of 80 slashers where there's so many fucking characters. I don't think I could name two of them, but there had to be a lot of people so that a lot of people could die. I mean, one of the characters is named Lonnie. Because Lonnie. every time somebody said his name, I just heard, Lonnie, Lonnie. get your ass out of there. Uh, tons of homage to Halloween. Tons of homage to uh, Friday the 13th and Elm Street. Like, yeah, there's a, it's so a, much horror love. There's a whole lot of just like fun, classic slashers. Oh, yeah. Very on the nose. Very, very. I mean, first person perspective, heavy breathing. You're like, okay, so Halloween. You know, right. it's very on the nose. Which I, I think is great. It just kind of reflects of like a love of 80 slashers to me in the way that Eli put that stuff in the flick. The people who are going to see this movie are people who love horror movies. For sure. My mother is not going to go see this movie. No. Uh-uh. She won't. No. No. She, w- she won't even rent it when it is available to be rented. Mm-hmm. And I could see, I could see some people thinking that it maybe just went too hard to, I don't know sadistic or mean-spirited with some of the kills and gore going on here. But, dude, that's what I was in theaters for. I was very fucking happy to see that this went very hard into the R rating. I don't think it got sadistic. I mean, it did. It was a lot more gore than I was expecting, but since it was practical, I loved it. Mm -hmm. There's really only one kill that I would probably describe as somewhat sadistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know what? (laughs) Fucking deserved it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's a lot of moments from the original trailer that come to life in this. And it's funny because as we were watching in theaters, and this isn't a spoiler or anything, as we were watching the movie in the theater and it got to the the, the trampoline scene that you see in the original trailer, I was like, this is just like that Eli Roth Grindhouse trailer. Huh. I still had not put it together that we were literally watching the fucking Eli Roth movie. I feel like such an idiot about that. But it's right there on the yeah, nose. Yeah, you, you called that one in the theaters of just, oh, this is like in the trailer. That's it fun. You just thought it was another homage. Yeah, I thought it was like a nod to the fake Thanksgiving trailer. Which it was. But this is the real one. There there were a handful of kills in there that were a nod to the Thanksgiving, original Thanksgiving trailer. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because we, we so had to fun. come back and watch that immediately, of course. Of course. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah, so a lot of characters... That I didn't really connect with or have a lot to them, but that's that's kind of a staple. I mean, I love all these Elm Street and uh, 13th movies and shit, and I couldn't name two characters from most all of those. Well, also, like, if you like the characters, you don't want to get, you don't want to watch them get brutally massacred. Not usually, no. So, I can't even really hold that as a complaint. Did you have any real complaints about the flick? No, um, I did think that opening scene was a little long. It like, kind of was. It was a lot of setup, yeah. It, it built up a good tenseness for the brutality that happened afterwards. But it was, it was, it probably could be about two minutes shorter. Maybe. God, I love, though, during that opening with the Black Friday riot, some of the gore 
and stuff that we saw in that while people were getting trampled and stampeded and getting their wrists stepped on and their scalps ripped off, dude. There's one character that gets their hair caught in a, in a buggy wheel and rips off part of the scalp. Dude, it that's bro- so amazing. All, it looks so good. Because, dude, how many times have you been in a Walmart and you got that buggy with the stuck wheel and there's like a big wad of hair in the wheel and you're like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> just that made this real, man. Also love that it looks like they just found an old unused Walmart. That, yeah, they either found an, ab- an abandoned old Walmart or like an old Kmart that shut down. Like, I mean, it, it is an old store. Yeah, and the cash registers and the door handles, everything was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is like an early 2000s store that got shut down. Yeah. Another thing I'll say about the movie is that it was really well paced. I thought that it knew what it needed to be. It needed to be an hour and a half long Simple ass, fun, brutal holiday slasher, and that's exactly what it was. What do you think about the pacing and length of the movie? Length was perfect. I, I, I am just fucking over these movies that like are now averaging two hours, two and a half hours. You don't need that, like, especially from ninety percent of horror movies. You don't need that. No, God, horror movies should never be over two hours. I mean, if it's like The Shining, if it's hereditary, that can stretch and drag you into a pit. But and that's those awesome. are good films. But slashers should not be I more would, than 90 minutes the, most of the time. The Texas Chainsaw reference near the end, mm-hmm. I would have liked to actually have seen that drawn out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the actual Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like, a great scene. <laughs> I, I would have liked to have seen that drawn out a little bit more. I felt like that, that felt kind of rushed, com- yeah. especially when you compare it to how long we spent in front of that store for Black Friday. That's true. Yeah, that could have been really more of an impactful scene in the movie if we would have kind of wallered in that sadistic torture gore of the Thanksgiving feast that our killer has constructed. Yeah, really, those are my two biggest complaints. But this was just what I wanted. You know, the week of the start of the holiday season, going to see a really fun, really gory, fun slasher, especially considering that the Halloween season seemed to be so short this year. Like, multiple people I've talked to have just been like, it seems like Halloween was like the other day, and now it's like, well, it's the week of Thanksgiving. What the fuck happened? So it's fun to get a little bit of uh, the aftermath of Halloween and get another good gory brutal ass movie in before the holidays start i'll definitely be re-watching this one this this will be this will be an annual watch it's so fun absolutely yes like and it'll be fun to show people too totally dude yes like this is the movie that you know after everybody does their family thanksgiving shit and everybody's all stressed out and wants to leave and meet up at somebody's house and just have a beer relax uh get stoned and watch a movie this is the movie that everybody will put on every year it's not as like over the top and ridiculous as something like Thanks Killing. It's not as just outwardly shitty as I don't know, like Blood Rage, like another Thanksgiving slasher that we did on the show, I think last year, which is still fun and I love that movie. But dude, this one is hard to beat. This has got to be the Thanksgiving slasher movie. <laughs> Number one. Brandon would have fucking loved this movie. Oh yeah, totally. Absolutely so. Our good buddy Brandon. He would have made sure that we knew that this was an Eli Roth movie based on the trailer. <laughs> well, <from> yeah. <laughs> he would have known way in advance before we did, for sure. I can't believe I didn't know going into this that that's what this fucking movie was. I feel like such an idiot about that. I shouldn't host a show. Nobody should listen to me. What do I know? But I do know that I had a fucking blast. So 
This is one to go and see in theaters. Support this kind of shit. I hate that it's just like in theaters the week before Thanksgiving because the thing is, is once Thanksgiving hits, nobody's going to be watching this. And then people will be like, oh, it didn't make much at the box office. Well, no shit. It should have been in theaters like the day after Halloween. Come on. I am extremely curious why Wonderful Knife got released before this one. That seems so weird. Yeah. I wonder if there's some other, like, Christmas horror movies that are coming out on the horizon that they're just like, we don't even want to try to compete with that, so we're going to get ahead of the pack and release early. Um, but man, I really wish this would have been in theaters all for November. It just would have yeah, sense. I'm not even talking about Christmas because, like, there's that Silent Night movie coming out. We saw a trailer for two. Christmas slashers. Yeah. Well, like action. Yeah. Yeah. But like the wonderful knife, it doesn't make sense to me that that came out before this one. Like that had to have been some kind of back end money. Yeah. I don't know. No idea. The world may never know, but I can definitely say without spoiling anything, this is one that everybody should go and check out. If you're a fan of 80 slashers, Giallo stuff, fun, ridiculous, practical gore. I think that everybody should go and check this out and have a damn good time here around the Thanksgiving season. Maybe we can get a little spoilery as we go into this here. So, uh, I've got major spoilers because like, I don't, don't let us tell you what all the kills are and who the killer is. Like, go have fun with this. It is a, it's a black glove killer movie. Go have fun with it. Yeah. And the kills are the highlight. You want to be surprised by them whenever they happen, because every time that there's a scene that was setting itself up for a kill, you just kind of find yourself scanning the room being like, what here might kill the person that's in this room? Oh my God, I think it's this. Oh shit, it was that instead. Like, it's really fun the way the kills and stuff in this are set up. So don't let us spoil them for you. From here on lie some spoilers. You have been warned. Dude, what's your favorite kill? Oh, Wow. There's a lot. There's like 14 kills in this movie. I know. <laughs> There's a ton. That, that, that was quick. Dude, um, that chick on the fucking, that table saw is so the good. The table saw delighted me it's the most. It's so ridiculous. You called it. You're like, there's a table saw. Because like she's, she's just running through the house. Also, sidebar, her like weird Russian mafia dad. Like, I want to know that story. Zero explanation. None. Who the fuck was that guy? What? And it's just suddenly like, we're leaving for Florida. It's like, what? What's going on here? Yeah, it was incredible. But like, yeah, just like this really like Russian mafia father wasn't even going to like tolerate any of it. No, but dude, her kill was so fun, man. I even felt like some of like the, the pitchfork stuff in this was very homage to like the Prowler. Oh, yeah. So much 80 slasher shit. Like the really sadistic one I'm talking about is... Yeah, chick getting baked alive in the oven. That was brutal. Oh, man, that is brutal. And then... The, <laughs> the they had the Tarantino, killer. like, basting the foot scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that was man. 100% for Quentin Tarantino. 100%. And then, like, when she gets thrown in the oven and he opens up the door and sticks the fucking turkey timer in her boob, because it goes in the breast, obviously... Yeah. That's just so demented and hilarious at the same time. And it's like it, almost it, too far. It popped as she's done now. <laughs> she's done. <laughs> Apparently it only takes four hours to to roast a whole human. A whole person. And then slice off a part of her leg to feed it to her husband. <laughs> now that was sadistic. That was like, okay, you don't see this very often. Somebody slicing into a roasted human body to serve it as a little fillet to their spouse that is 
fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny is um, we're sitting like we're sitting here watching this. And I go, oh, that looks good. And I just meant the effect yeah. of the like, <laughs> like mm. basted person looks really good. And then like slicing into the thigh meat looked really good. And I realized as I said it, because the our friend who was with us started giggling. I'm like, I like not the food. Not it does not way. look food good. It looks special effects. I don't good. want to eat that woman. <laughs> Although the skin did look elegantly roasted and crispy. It did. So, you know. I kind of had a hard time following the the killer uh, as far as the kind of fake out where you think it's the one dude. I can't remember anybody's name. In Bobby. This it doesn't matter. Yeah. Bobby was the, the kid and then the sheriff. I thought that there was like maybe a two killer situation. I I did not until she got away. Yeah. Our main girl got away. And after she got away, I was like, oh, fuck, this is a scream two killer show. That's what I thought was going on is that, yeah, the the golden arm pitcher kid that got his arm broken in the, the Black Friday riot had teamed up with this cop because they had both lost something. I thought that's where this was going. I didn't even really catch why they thought it was Bobby. It was kind of confusing. Well, it's just because it, like they were, he was the red herring because they were setting that up from the beginning of, oh, he broke like golden arm Bobby, like, you know, ruined his career. Now he's got to go into rehab. Like it's completely gone. He disappeared off the face of the earth. Nobody's seen him. He ghosted his girlfriend, even like the whole town he ghosted and he like moved away. Like they set all of that up. Yeah. To be like a red herring of it's not going to be Bobby. And then there's also the the Mitch guy that got called in to work away from his family dinner the day of the riot. And you were kind of thinking maybe it's him the whole time. Like a classic Giallo, it sets up like a whole lot of like, could be this guy. He's got motivations. It could be this guy. And then it turns out being, uh, yeah, the cop dude, who, again, I know from other stuff. I cannot it's remember Patrick what. Dempsey. Oh, Patrick Dempsey, of course. Fuck me, dude. I know I recognize that guy. Yeah. Shit. Oh, I think he was sense. just like recently voted like sexiest man by one of those magazines that give that award. He's a hunk. He's a real hunk, that guy. Yeah. But I kind of missed where it was sort of this confusion of like, oh, it's not that guy. It was me the whole time. Little Scooby-Doo moments in there. But I don't really give a shit. You know, following in the tradition of all the slashers and shit that I love, it was right in line with that. It nailed the tone. That's something that I really appreciate about this is it just nailed the tone and the kills the way that I wanted it to. So I can't really ask for more out of this. Yeah, the tone was impressively done. Like it was, it's still a lot of fun and yet somewhat serious. It's, you know, they're not, Yeah. it's not too under budget, I guess, is a better way to like, they, they, he had enough money and time to make the movie he wanted. And it's great. So fun, man. Dude, that kill where the guy gets like that that pole like shoved through the back of his head at the Thanksgiving parade and like oh. his like nose is all busted out to the side. Dude, the fact that Fuck. like you could see the tip of his nose with the nostrils in it. So good. And then just like his two little girls are just screaming covered in blood. Amazing. Yeah, just blood just shooting out everywhere. Guy gets the the head like Garrett wired off. Then he feeds his cat. That's super fun. Oh, that was a, he like pets the cat. And yeah, like, <laughs> like it's not the cat's fault. Oh man, God, dude, the gore in this was really worth seeing the movie for, and it's practical. And I didn't 
I didn't notice any like CGI blood. Now that I think about it, I'm I'm sure there was some like additional splatter help and camera angle stuff happening there digitally, but. For the most part, it all looked so good. Like, I mean, they made those intestines. Oh, yeah. Because they kept showing, like, different people with their intestines out. Like, no, they figured out how to make intestines, and they look good. So they're going to keep, like, even at one point, like, a cop holds up up a piece of intestines as evidence. Just to show it. Like, here it is. Oh, man. I really thought that first, the waitress kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was going to be hot oil. I thought that's what he was doing. Oh, yeah. He he put her in the sink. I thought it was going to be a hot oil thing, too. Yeah. But. It did look really cool since they put the camera down below. Yeah, yeah. And then whenever she tries to jump in that dumpster and gets kind of inexplicably cut in half when the car hits the dumpster, it kind of doesn't make any sense. I also don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, Who I mean, she, her cheek ripped away because it was wet and it touched the... I'm talking about when she jumps in I the know, dumpster. I know, I know, I know, but I'm. this is something else. Oh, yeah, with when she froze to the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that, that would not have happened that quickly to the point where it would, like, tear her face away. That was awesome, though. <laughs> it did look amazing. Like, it looked great. Yeah, like, all the stuff in here where it's like, well, that doesn't really make any sense. I don't really give a shit, personally. I love 80 slashers. As anybody that listens to the show knows, and this is just right in line with that shit. Only it wasn't, like, super chauvinistic, I don't think. No, not for a slasher at all. No. So that's cool. Yeah. That's a nice trend we should keep going on. There you go. All right. It gets the huge Dead and Lovely seal of approval. Uh, Steve hasn't seen it, but I'm quite certain that he would like it. I mean, I like slashers, like dumb 80s shit more than him. So I don't know. I'll probably like it a little bit more than he did, but I still think that he would enjoy it, especially for all the great kills and just how ridiculous the entire setup is. So... Go and uh, have a beer at the theater, get away from the family, put that turkey leg down, and go and watch this flick. Support some original horror flicks, especially fun seasonal ones. We need more of that, I think. I loved Violent Night. I thought Violent Night was just a lot of fun. And this is a lot of fun also. It's great. Yep. Check it out. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Let us know what you think about this flick over on our Facebook group, our Instagram page, all the other places you guys can follow us on social media. Use our Linktree page to find everywhere you can hang out with your fellow dead and lovely listeners on there, as well as our Patreon page where you can support this show, toss five bucks in, and you get to throw a movie into the smoking bowl in which we randomly choose a movie of your choice once a month. So the next episode could very well be yours. Hope everybody out there is having a uh, safe and happy turkey day. And if you're not observing, I hope you're just having a great Thursday. Thursdays can be good. I'm a fan of a Thursday. You know? It's like, yeah, you're getting close to the end of the week, but there's not all the pressure. Have a wild Friday. It's not a TGIF kind of day, but the week's slowing down. Maybe you just have yourself a great old Thursday. I don't know. That sounds like somebody who's never worked in an office before. Listen, don't worry about that. (laughs) Maybe I haven't. I've been too busy mashing rope to get in that office. That's how it goes. So, yeah, hopefully everybody out there is doing well, having yourself a good last week of November, whatever it is that you're doing. Thank you guys so much for listening. I've been your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And I'm Tante Kate. Bye. Bye. Bye.